It's a bird. It's a plane. It's a magic marker. A, a felt pen. It's a mistake. It's a trap. It's a fucking comedy. It's quiet. Maybe too quiet. It's all happening. It's a good day to die. It's a good day to talk about movies. Welcome back. It is a good day to talk about the Avengers. I'm your host, CB, and joining me as always are Mac. How's it going? Jalen. What's good? And Duncan. Hey, hey. And today we are discussing the sixth film in the Marvel Cinematic Universe and the final film in phase one, The Avengers. This is your weekly Tuesday bonus episode of GDT, where we talk about superhero movies and TV shows and go through the MCU movie by movie. Previously, we've covered the entirety of phase one in the MCU. And next week, we will be jumping into phase two, starting with Iron Man 3. Here on GDT, we talk about movies we love and interview independent filmmakers. Every Friday, Duncan and our other host, Gardner, host the full episode of our show where they interview an indie filmmaker or someone else involved in the filmmaking process. On top of that, we've got our Monday bonus episodes hosted by Niatifa, where he interviews the cast and crew of the GDT short film titled Nostalgia. If you want to learn more about that, check out those Monday episodes. And if you've been missing them the past couple of weeks, don't worry, they'll be returning next week. Then on Thursdays, we have our regular bonus episode where Gardner and Duncan talk about a new TV show, new movie, something relevant, or talk to a guest about a movie of their choice. This week, the Thursday episode is on Kenobi Part 6. So definitely join Gardner and Duncan as they wrap up that show. Those are all of our weekly episodes, so check them all out. And on top of that, we have a monthly episode releasing the first Sunday of every month hosted by Duncan, Kari, John, and Stevie P. This month, they covered Top Gun Maverick, and it was released a couple of weeks ago. So definitely go and check that out if you haven't already. That's what we do here on GDT. And now it is time to talk about the Avengers. Before we do that, let's do a quick spoiler warning. Spoilers for the Avengers and spoilers for the entire MCU. Anything MCU related is fair game. So if you're worried about any movies or shows being spoiled, turn this off right now. Go get caught up and then get back to us. For everyone else, that was your spoiler warning for the Avengers and the entire MCU. So the Avengers was released in 2012. It stars an ensemble cast, including Robert Downey Jr., Chris Evans, Mark Ruffalo, Chris Hemsworth, Scarlett Johansson, Jeremy Renner, Tom Hiddleston, Clark Gregg, Kobe Smulders, Stellan Skarsgård, and Samuel L. Jackson, and many more. The movie was directed by Joss Whedon and was wildly successful, becoming the first Marvel movie actually to gross a billion dollars at the box office. That's a little background. Now let's get into our opening thoughts. Mac, you want to start us off? I'd be happy to. I forgot how much I love this movie. I hadn't seen it in a couple of years, and it just, it's so fun to watch, truly. Like, you get to see all the characters meeting for the first time and getting to see them interact with each other, all their different personalities clashing. And it's truly a fun movie to watch. In addition to the fact we're getting to see what the past five movies have been building up to. And like, this is like, this is it. This is what we've been waiting for. And also getting to see them in action, like them actually doing fighting and actual action and getting to see all that plus the great acting that we get to see I think this movie has some pretty good writing you know like for a superhero movie and it's just it's just really fun to watch for me there are sad moments there are happy moments you get a lot of triumphant moments and overall I think this movie encompasses a wide range of emotions 
and I enjoy watching it every time I see it. I'm, I'm glad that we're finally getting to discuss this movie. All right, Jalen, what are your opening thoughts on The Avengers? For my opening thoughts, I really enjoyed this movie a lot. It was just a good movie overall and such a good payoff to pay off to end phase one. And it was great to see everyone's personalities meshing together as well as them clashing, showing the differences between all of them, as well as the similarities and how they work together as a team. Even though the Avengers initiative was scrapped, they were still able to bring everybody together last minute and work together in order to save the world. So I like that a lot. And it also kind of highlighted Nick Fury's skill set as an agent and, you know, the things that he can do in general as well as the importance of shield as a whole and i'm a big fan of marvel agents of shield the tv show so that's why i like this movie a lot i love to see all the spy um shield agents stuff like that so i definitely enjoyed this movie and loved all the action and fight scenes in the movie all right duncan what are your broad opening thoughts on the avengers yeah i have to agree that i didn't remember liking it as much as i liked it on this watch i always enjoyed it but I guess for me, what really stuck out in my memories are the ending battle and for some reason that interaction when Thor comes in and fights with Captain America and Iron Man really always stuck in my mind too. But I remember like a lot of small moments like I got that reference or billionaire philanthropist, that kind of stuff, you know, big man in a suit, those kind of lines, which we'll get to later on. I remember some of those lines, but I didn't really remember a lot of the storyline of the middle portion of the movie. So I actually really enjoyed that and we'll get into parts of why, but I really liked that it kind of went from one big battle, which is like common in a superhero film to have your heroes lose a battle in the middle and then have to come together and like, or, you know, if it's a solo film, get better and then fight off against the villain and then beat him at the end. But a lot of times there's more of kind of a training phase in between period in between the battle they lose and the big battle at the end. And here it kind of went directly into that big battle at the end. And I thought that was really cool for pacing, actually, and kind of got me going amped basically from like the midway point of the movie on, which was really cool. But yeah, my lasting thought on this right now, the opening thought would be just a lot better than I even expected it to be on this rewatch. I really appreciated it. Yeah, I got to agree with pretty much everything you guys said. I don't know. This is one of my favorites in the MCU. I think their ability to deliver on what they set up, you know, in those first initial movies was just, it was like mind blowing at the time. And still like to this day, it still, you know, remains impressive. It's kind of like what Duncan was saying about the pacing and like the training. It's like, well, we didn't get that training because they like took the time to release four movies, you know, four or five movies before this building up to this moment. And then like the payoff is pretty great. So, you know, I have no complaints watching it. It's one of my favorite movies in the MCU and it's up there all the time for me. But yeah, let's just jump into the uh, into the discussion of uh, the Avengers. So the movie starts off in space with, you know, this alien, the the other the leader of the Chitari talking to somebody off screen. And then we see shots of uh, of Loki, who's clearly alive after the events of Thor. And he gets this uh, this mysterious scepter. And then it goes to the S.H.I.E.L.D. facility where Dr. Selvig has been researching the Tesseract, which was found since the events of Captain America. And then it kind of, you know, jumps straight into the action. The Tesseract opens up a portal and then we see Loki emerge and give some line and, and fight some guys. So what'd you guys think about the opening scenes? Obviously, I know that Loki's alive at this point. I mean, there's been so many different movies with him in it, but I remember watching it for the first time and just being so shocked that he was alive. I was like, oh my God, Loki's alive. What the heck? Like as a child, right? And I was just so disappointed that he was still on this 
track of trying to get back at his family and the world. And I was like, is there no lesson he could have learned by now, you know? But I thought it was a great opening act and getting to see who they're going to be battling up front. And like, this is, this is it. All we have to do at this point is wait for them to actually fight these guys towards the end of the movie. I thought that was a really neat way to introduce us to the plot. And then having him actually come to earth through the Tesseract portal and show what kind of skill set he's going to bring to the battle. Um, I thought that was a really good way to introduce Loki to earth because we're all shocked. I mean, I was shocked. I mean, I wasn't shocked, but you're following along with the emotions of the characters that are in the movie and everyone else was like, where's this guy come from? Like what's going on? And thankfully Dr. Selvig's there. And once he figures out that it's Loki and his connection to Thor, I think like that was a great choice by them to have him in those scenes. Um, But it is sad, you know, when Loki decides to take him and Hawkeye and make them his like little bitch for, for the rest of the movies. But yeah, I thought it was good. And I enjoyed them having action immediately. Like this isn't going to be much build up because we've already had five previous movies of you getting to know the characters individually like at this point like we're ready to go we're ready to rumble like this is the entirety of the movie it's going to be action it's going to be just them interacting with each other and it's a superhero movie they're going to be fighting and i like that we're into it already at the start i agree with mac on that it was surprising to see loki hop out of the portal but i did like how he came back and in my mind he looked seemed like more of a threat especially since he had his scepter and even his demeanor and behavior seemed a lot more cocky and confident but he was able to back it up this time um with all the power that he came out with and with the opening scene I did find it funny basically like Nick Fury's and Loki's like interaction um together just like the you know like kind of like dry humor they um crack me up just to act talking back and forth basically especially when um Loki said an ant has no quarrel with the boot and then Nick Fury is just like you planted a stuff on us like that cracked me up a lot for some reason and another thing that the only thing that I didn't like was how Hawkeye was a puppet for majority of the movie back then growing up Hawkeye was one of my favorite Marvel characters so I'm like I finally get to see him in a movie and he's just like you know don't even have a mind of his own the whole time so that was the only negative thing about that scene to me but it did show how strong Loki was and how he was able to overpower all of them and also show how how Nick Fury is able to think quick on his feet as well because we haven't been able to see that too too much throughout all the other movies and also I was kind of confused at one point about how Nick Fury was able to grab the Tesseract with his hands but Red Skull just disappeared when he touched it so I didn't know if that was like a plot hole or what did y'all think about that part or if anybody had a question an answer to that question I don't have an answer but maybe Red Skull knew how to work it more than Fury did but other than that I can't really think of anything that would have made him be able to touch it and not teleport other than other than that but I'm not quite sure so a sentient thing so it decides when it wants to fuck you up or not so it fucked with Nick Fury it was like yeah this this, this guy's on the right side on the good side guys team so but this guy's a Nazi so I'm I'm gonna turn him into a yeah I can I can accept that answer <laughs> didn't he have gloves on I think he did yeah okay true that could also be a reason too I guess I kind of overlooked that it shouldn't be but no I mean glo- like gloves what is that like that oh yeah. okay that's that's a good <laughs> protection all right yeah. <laughs> yeah it shouldn't be like the yeah but I don't know <laughs> 
<laughs> if you wanted to help them. Yeah, I am fine with this opening. I don't mind that Clint is a spy for most of it because I don't have any connection to him. I am fine with them bringing back characters, honestly. Bucky, Loki, stuff like that. I think I'd honestly rather them pull some strings and maybe sometimes undercut something that happened as opposed to just never getting to see those characters again so for me it's like the fact that we've gotten to chill with hiddleston as loki for so long is worth maybe undercutting some of his earlier deaths or whatever but i'm fine with it and obviously some deaths end up being permanent even if you end up with the character later on like different versions of it now so there's stuff like that so i'm cool with it i know it's a complaint some people have about certain properties not always superhero properties but just franchise in general tend to do that when they last too long they'll bring back characters that were supposed to be dead this that and the other and it's like all right now you're undercutting things you told in the past i don't mind it here at least and i like this opening i like loki as the villain in this although i prefer him as the kind of anti-hero type but overall the setup's good for me yeah yeah i like this part i like how loki comes out looking unhinged and just like immediately goes in on these guys and there's some good lines you know i mean pretty good dialogue for setting up the rest of the movie and like we see like nick fury being willing to die to take loki out in that first part and i just appreciate how they like every part of the movie kind of feels meaningful they do a good job of like incorporating because it's like a really hard task to like weave all of these characters together into something like that makes sense and isn't just like oh this needed to happen for the sake of the plot or like oh this needed to happen for you know the sake of getting this character in here and they like do a early on like duncan was saying like i had no connection to clint but like in that scene it was like okay you know it was cool to, for that to be his first sequence and i liked how they referenced the ant and the boot thing later on in the movie but we'll get to that so we get some like after that that first scene where loki you know brings down the shield facility there's like some scenes where we see all of the characters and like they're different where, like, where they are at that point in time like we see uh natasha in deep cover in russia and then bruce banner who's now been recast uh as mark ruffalo in india living in seclusion as as this doctor uh tony stark is in new york you know putting the finishing touches on the stark tower captain america is just going ham on this punching bag and then we see the council who's like this group of world leaders you know this is the first time we, that we see them uh that fury answers to and they're like reluctant to let fury proceed with the avengers initiative and we also get the first look into like the dynamic between loki and this mysterious i guess um party that he's in service to like he's clearly you know the way they set up the dolly and everything you can see that like loki's not in charge of whatever it is that's going on so how did you guys feel about them giving us a look into the characters and then you know seeing that side of the the dynamic of like what loki's situation is i liked how they pieced everyone together and like their individual components kind of showing off what they're going to bring to the table we get to see natasha kicking ass in the middle of a mission i guess is a good word and i'm not gonna steal your thunder jalen like i want you to go more in depth in terms of like clinton hawkeye but i'm gonna throw in that i know jalen i don't want to i don't want to say too much without giving away his thoughts i know jalen has some complaints about his character or lack of use of his character and i think like this is that moment that we kind of see like i think clint's zombie zombie the zombification of clint's was what they used to help motivate her to join this project not that she wasn't going to already but like it was like the driving force behind it and that clues us in as the audience that they have like a special relationship that we weren't privy to prior to this movie which i think was like a neat like clue for us and then getting to see her go to the hulk and or bruce 
and him still working as a doctor and like being in his element while trying to fight off this that part of him that he doesn't like but yeah these each all these individual pieces they're really nice because like I said you get you get to see them in their own elements and then how they're all going to play a part into getting them on the helipad copter ship thing helicarrier and then getting to see Iron Man and Pepper Tony interacting and seeing how far their relationship has developed I love that that's like my romantic part loves loves that and then you get to see like the clips of all the other members of the Avengers which I thought was really cool I don't know how they managed to fit that into the shot where it's like kind of see-through which that was actually really stupid of me to say because I do that all the time with Iron Man but anyway I digress I thought that was really interesting and then getting to see Captain America punching the bag and like he's still like so frustrated with life like this isn't where he thought it was he was going to be like what he's been alive now for a few months like quote real alive now for a few months and I guess I am a little confused when he's like walking away and like Fury's talking to him about the Tesseract and he's like you should have left it where you found it or something like that but it's like you didn't you didn't really spend a whole lot of time with it so I'm just like how do you really know what it is or like how strong it is and I just thought that was a little I don't know if it was like a little mishap in the writing team or if he just meant because it kind of ruined his life so it's bound to cause like further destruction for people but overall I like this and I like getting to see where everyone was at that point in time. Overall I enjoyed those scenes it basically had that feel good feeling of basically like getting the band back together and each time like they kind of hinted towards which Avenger they were going to go after next and I did like seeing each person's assets uh, especially like um, Natasha her basically she's interrogating the guy that's interrogating her in a way just like reverse psychology and information out of him acting like she's kidnapped and everything and it was good to see her skill set a little bit more since we didn't get to see it too too much in the last Iron Man movie and her take a little bit more of a forefront in the beginning instead of later in the end and like Mac was saying I can't I do agree with her now after she said that about um, Hawkeye becoming zombified and that kind of motivated her in order to you know take the forefront and be a part of the Avengers with that so I guess that was a driving force for her so I can accept that and the conversation between her and Banner even re-watching that again just like I couldn't remember if the Hulk actually comes out at that moment or not so it was good that they had backup for that but just a conversation it kept like teeter-tottering between like if he was jumping out or if he wouldn't and when he jumped at her a little bit I just knew he was coming out but he tricked me too so yeah but I definitely like all of that I'm getting to see Tony Captain America and just everyone um, go around and get recruited so that was definitely a good part of the movie yeah this portion of the film is a big portion where it benefits from being the sixth film in the franchise I think and it shows why this franchise partially why it succeeded because of the planning and the building of what we've gone over as these solo movies that we've already discussed and we've talked about really enjoying a good amount of them as origin stories and because they did a good job with the origin stories now this team-up story is really meshing and it's exciting to see the characters and you don't have to then explain who they are and I don't want to just take shots at Justice League but I'll do that right now because we'll talk about the non-Zack Snyder one because it's also got the obvious parallel of Joss Whedon and I don't know exactly how many of them didn't have solo movies but I know Cyborg 
Flash. I think Aquaman hadn't come out yet. But so Batman, Superman, and maybe Aquaman had gotten their solo stories. Okay, Batman didn't have an actual solo story, but he had the super he was with Superman in Dawn of Justice. But the point is this opening really benefits from knowing these characters already, like the Tony Stark entrance. We know everything about this character. And I do want to say that I think this movie actually plays out fine if you just start here. If you're not someone who was watching all those solo ones and you're just like, okay, you just have to then be understanding that you're jumping into a world where these heroes exist. And that's fine because you just you just have to understand you're not getting the origins of them because they've already done that. And I think this movie does work fine because they release, for example, animated movies all the time where it's not a backstory where they've done all the origins of it or anything. They're just dropping you into a Batman animated story, like The Killing Joke, for example. And you're just dropped into a world where you're like, okay, Batman exists. I, I know Batman. I know him as a character. And I'm accepting of that. And so you'd come in like that with these characters. And be like, all right, I understand who Iron Man is. I'm, I don't need the entire story of how he got the suit in this one. Even though they have done that, I think this movie works fine if you were to just jump in on it now and they give you enough of a backstory. And I think even that scene where Coulson comes and gives the drive to Tony is a good way, like the screens pop up and you can see like, all right, we got Hulk, we know that. We got Cap, we know that. Thor is on there as well. So if you hadn't seen all the movies, you get a, a quick summary there and they drop you off at all the characters. We've hit Loki already. We're gonna show us what Cap's doing. We're gonna show us what Tony's doing. We see Natasha go to Bruce, like we said. We know that Clint has been, who we don't really know that well. We saw him in Thor, but we know Clint's been brainwashed with Selvig, who we're actually more familiar with than Clint at this point, which is funny. But obviously Hawkeye's gonna be a huge part of the MCU going forward. And honestly, it's again, in hindsight, I think I loved it the first time. And I told you guys at the beginning what were the points that really stuck out to me, but I did enjoy it all when I watched it in theaters the first time. I just don't remember everything from every movie I watch. And this time, I think I enjoyed it even more than I did that first time because, again, this hindsight is really paying off on this rewatch for most of these movies so far where it's actually, and I think we're going to get to a certain point where maybe it's going to be like, all right, now watching it in hindsight, I'm like, all right, I, I don't maybe love as much Guardians 2, for example. I don't know. I just pulled that one out of my butt, but who knows? There's going to be examples where later down the line, I think it's going to have less of a payoff. It's going to have diminishing returns on the, on the rewatch, but these first ones, I think really on the rewatch have a nostalgia factor and uh setting the seeds for what's gonna come that really pays off and because it did pay off so well it's like okay yeah you like seeing those starting points of a lot of them or at least i do and that's a big part of why i enjoy it and again it's i'm a sucker for the team ups so the more team ups the better for me the, the more like avengers endgame and infinity war were i was so excited for i was like yes this is what i wanted when they were doing all the crazy characters i was like yeah give me ant-man guardians and the avengers and everyone else at the same time i want that and this is the first example of it and i think that just seeing them starting to, to get them all to, i'm just like let's get them together let's get them together let's get them together and i think they do a pretty good job of getting to that pretty quickly but here they're obviously still spread out and they're like some of them like nah i don't want to do it i will i do it they're like hesitant some of them but we know they're all going to end up there and thor obviously we haven't seen yet but i think thor has become my absolute favorite because i just love the hemsworth performance as him i think that he portrays that character really well but yeah great like i said just kind of gets your engines revved up i think at the beginning here for all these character introductions and like okay we're actually doing this it's it's gonna it's gonna happen and you know the trailers have shown you certain things i don't remember exactly we saw it at the end of the last movie but yeah fun stuff at the beginning and gets you excited for the rest of it i'd say yeah i don't have a lot to add i mean you guys kind of hit on everything like Jalen was saying like that's exactly how i think of, of this part of the movie is like getting the band back together but like duncan was saying with that like the pains of like having to do that you know because they have like done the work and i didn't want to be the first guy to bring up or the first person to bring up uh justice league but now that someone has brought it up i can trash it because like i don't understand how they watched marvel do this you know what i mean like put in the time the effort and just like the footwork to get this 
to like build this world and then make you care about these characters and then, you know, set up a conflict so that it makes sense and like it's done well. And then they just put out Justice League. Like, I don't I don't know. It is one of because I love, you know, I love DC characters, you know, just just as much as a lot of Marvel characters. But it just um, and I won't, you know, spend too much time harping on it. It's just like, yeah, I feel like it's such a travesty considering how good this was, you know, like they kind of they just do a lot of things right. And um, I know that in the Incredible Hulk movie, we all kind of uh, talked about how we liked Edward Norton. You know, we preferred his performance as uh, as Bruce Banner. But I think in this one, and I think Edward Norton as Bruce Banner in Hulk solo movies would be the way to go. But in like these team ups where you need like that levity and that comic relief, I think Mark Ruffalo, like looking back, I'm looking back. I kind of didn't appreciate it as much as I did when I rewatched it this most recent time. I was like, yeah, I mean, he does work, you know, as much as I don't want him to work, he's still like a lot of his lines are funny and he just, he does, he he does a good job as Bruce Banner, as much as I'm like, I wish it was because I don't think Edward Norton would be able to bring that same presence to this movie. But yeah, I think they do a great job of just introducing the characters like not for the first time but just showing you you know this is where they're at so after we get that phase oh i'm sorry phil uh his first name is agent is like one of my favorite lines in the movie yeah it's great but (laughs) yeah they set out to to find you know this cube that loki has 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 made off with and we go to germany where we get the first chance to see you know some of the heroes in action loki's searching for something to help harness the uh Tesseract's power and then he you know crashes his gala and Captain America and Iron Man show up and stop Loki and then they take him prisoner but then Thor intervenes to take Loki back to Asgard and then a fight between Thor and Iron Man breaks out until Captain America intervenes so how did you guys feel about um this sequence yeah I thought it was really good Captain America's holding his own against Loki like I mean they're going back and forth like there's not I I feel like they're on par with each other you know especially considering Loki's an extraterrestrial being slash god depending on who you're talking to but yeah i thought it was good you got you got to see that captain america is well equipped to handle what they're about to take on and i think this is a good example of that and iron man coming in to shoot to thrill is epic i love that they always use acdc songs with him i think that's like so part of his character and he just comes in and shows them what he's got and i think it's epic I love this team up here. It's just a a quick little taste of what's to come. And I think that this is also a great scene to show off that a lot of Loki's motivation is audience-based. Like he wants someone to see him do the things that he's doing. You know, it's not just I'm evil because I'm evil. It's like I'm evil because I'm seeking attention or glory or fame or something. And I think this is a good example of the audience getting to see that and just get like a little quick snippet of who he is as a person and like the things that are really motivating him because a lot of times like like Thanos or or any other villain like a lot of times they're motivated by something more malicious or they actually have a purpose and not that like like Loki doesn't have a purpose or anything like that but a lot of times they're not seeking glory by it from the attention of others or like or some kind of like stardom or fame but I think he like I said is really driven by people watching him and like knowing that he's the one that's that's doing this you know and then they leave and throw up in the airplane and then Thor comes swooping in like this is my battle with my brother like you guys are like minuscule ants 
in comparison, I mean, you know, like Thor loves Earth. I don't, I don't mean to say that like he thinks that Earth's not important or like he has a lot of people on Earth that he loves and cares for. But to him, like this is a family issue and they need to butt out and he loses it. He just gets caught in the crossfire with Iron Man and Cap, like trying to get back someone that's threatening their world. And there's a lot of tension in the scene. And I, I think it's a great way to show that all these characters are very different. And they butt heads a lot. And like, we, we continue to see this throughout the rest of the movie and the other installments. But this is good. Like, they're they're showing that they can all handle each other. And like with Cap in the, the previous scene, like, they're all well-equipped to fight creatures from beyond Earth. And they're all smart asses and re- looking for an argument in this scene. And yeah, I thought it was good. I enjoyed Loki and Thor's conversation, like, before any fighting happens, like, Thor really does love and care for his brother and Loki just has a wall up and he's not ready to see that he is loved despite being lied to his whole life. I thought this this was a great sequence. Overall, I enjoyed this mini team up between Natasha, Iron Man, and Captain America. It definitely displayed all of their skill sets in different ways. And I realized like throughout the movie, every time they focus on one character, it felt like their respective movie at that time. Just like in that moment, it felt like I was watching one of their movies even when they're like focused on individually, especially during the action scenes or fights. And I did enjoy when Thor came in as well. It was basically like rescuing like your little brother that just got out of trouble. That's what it felt like in that moment. And even when rewatching it, I could not remember when Thor actually came in. So it was still like a shock, no pun intended, when he came in in order to rescue um, Loki. Well, I guess technically just take him into custody in Asgard or whatever. But I definitely felt like all the alpha male testosterone in the air when Thor, Iron Man, and Captain America just fighting each other. And it showed that all three of them are equally powerful in their own ways. So it kind of like checked all of their egos. Because I did realize in the scene, each of them had their own cockiness and ego, like in that moment. And with the whole fighting scene, the only thing I wish it was it wasn't like so dark at night because it was still like hard for me to see during that scene. I was like, I wish they would have lightened it up just a little bit in order to see it a little bit better. But I guess like a lot of Marvel fighting scenes are at night. But overall, I did enjoy all of this. It was very good action. And just like Duncan said earlier, the fight between those three was one of the most memorable memorable ones from this movie. Yeah, so when Loki is causing the trouble in Germany, I like that because I think it shows that he's a formidable enough villain that he can take down most of them one-on-one if they weren't working as a team. So that's cool because Captain America doesn't seem like he's got it handled until Tony comes in. And I like, I don't know. I know I texted you guys this beforehand, but he comes up and he's like, make your move reindeer games, which is obviously he likes doing movie references with point break and whatnot. But, and that's a reference to the horns that Loki's got on. But all I could think of was role models. You white, then you Ben Affleck. So if anyone's a role models fan, role, uh, reindeer games always makes me think of that. So I, I did not remember that line. That was funny. But I like, obviously, the comparisons between Hitler and Captain America being there and him making that. I think that's interesting. And then just immediately there's the tension between Tony and Cap. And later on, you kind of realize that it's 
unresolved daddy issues for Tony, where it's like, why did my dad like this guy so much? He would never shut up about this guy. And he didn't feel like he got enough attention, obviously, which we resolved some of that in the Iron Man movies so far. But obviously, he's still hung up on his dad a little bit here. And that's kind of the starting point for their beef. And then Captain America doesn't like his gung-ho just running there like, you know, we need a plan of attack. He's like, I have a plan, attack. And, you know, Captain America is more of the nerd who wants to figure shit out beforehand, whatever. I don't know. I did, uh, like, I was definitely on Tony's side in all their arguments. I'm definitely an Iron Man guy, like, just solidified by this movie. So Forbes can come at me with that stuff, but definitely think all his quips are pretty funny. I like Thor coming in. Like I said, I've definitely become a Thor guy over the last probably decade or so, but I do enjoy him coming in. I think he's definitely, like he says, the strongest Avenger other than Hulk when he's going crazy. He could probably hand-to-hand fuck up Thor, but he also doesn't have Mjolnir or Stormbreaker ever. So So Thor, I think, is the most formidable one-on-one out of these Avengers, at least. Like I would take him in a battle of one-on-ones for sure, I think. So I like this. It gets resolved pretty quick, and it also shows that they can work together and stuff like oh, if you hit my shield with your hammer, we can make some pretty fucking crazy shit right here. Like, that's a nice thing to know for sure that we could like team up together and do that. So like they're learning things too. So that's cool. And then it is very obvious if you know the character of Loki and if you're watching the movie, it's like, well, why did he get captured so easily, right? And they're kind of onto it. Some of them are onto it. Some of them aren't. And I do like this whole struggle between Thor and them. And it gets even accentuated later where it's like, well, we were doing weapons because of him. And he was like, me? What, the, what, was like, what did I do? He's like, well, you existed. You came here. You kind of showed us that, that we get fucked up by a guy like you who was mad at us, for example. So I like that struggle between Thor and S.H.I.E.L.D. and Earth, I guess, in general. And the idea of, like, well, we need the Tesseract. You take him, but we need to figure that out. And obviously, we come to a different conclusion at the end of it with regards to the Tesseract. But I do like this coming together and Thor coming in and they'd be like, okay, yeah, fuck yeah, he can't get here. And I, I like that they kind of, oh, like, how much did the Allfather have to conjure up to get you here? Because like, yeah, we got rid of the Bifrost, man. That was a whole big thing of Thor, right? So cool stuff there. I appreciate this and getting to the real, real meat of it, in my opinion. Yeah, I love this part. The setup in, you know, in, in Germany is pretty cool. Like we see how brutal Loki, like when he sticks that thing in the guy's eye, you're like, holy shit, this guy, he means business and like Iron Man entrance is, is awesome to that scene and the comparisons to Hitler are like, okay, like it's clear that Loki is this like guy with a fra- fragile ego who like want, who like needs to be worshipped, like Mac was saying. And then like the conversation with Thor is, is crazy because it's like how Loki tells it is that Thor and Odin conspired to kill him and you're like, okay, this guy is delusional. You know, if you've seen the mo- movie, you know that like Loki is clearly like unhinged at this point and is like, you know, it's beyond help or like beyond the conversation that Thor tries to have with them. But I love the scene where like we see Captain America, Thor and Iron Man all like, you know, sharing the screen, the screen and like fighting. And I love how it, it gets mirrored in Avengers Endgame, which is like, because it's like, this is like the first and then that moment is like the close, you know, like it starts with these three guys and then it, it, it ends with them. And I think that is something really cool that they do down the line. And I love that they don't come to, you know, that they're not teammates at the beginning. Of course, there needs to be like struggle and like they got to lose for the sake of the movie, like just like this standalone movie, but also like knowing these characters is like, of course, 
Tony Stark and Captain America wouldn't get along. Or like, of course, Tony Stark and Thor wouldn't get along. If you know, any, if you've seen those movies, you know, it's like, oh shit, these personalities are definitely going to clash. Tony's like this, you know, guy who like goes on his own is like about Captain America says, you're all about style, aren't you? They just have these built in reasons to clash, but then they have to, you know, get over it later on. But it's cool to see them uh, go at each other. And I think you're right, Duncan. I, I would say like, I think Thor's, if they hadn't hoed the Hulk the way they did down the line, I think the Hulk would have been the strongest. But like, I think in Ragnarok, Thor probably was was about to kill him. <laughs> yeah, from there, they take Loki prisoner pretty easily and they, they take him to the helicarrier. And then this is like the first interaction we get with all of the members of the team in like a single place, I think. And then Stark and Banner, they like voice their um, how they don't trust Nick Fury to Captain America, who kind of is like playing the good soldier role at first. And then they talk about Banner's relationship with the Hulk, Captain America and the rest of the team. There's some dialogue and they discover that Fury has been using the Tesseract to develop weapons and then they confront him. I think when they're on the helicarrier, that's when we really get to see their personalities clash so much. Like they're already arguing over how to handle Loki. They all have their own approaches to things. And I think this is where where we really see the difference in their personalities and not only led by where they come from, but like the powers that they have and their understanding of what responsibilities come with that. And so I think it's really interesting to see how they talk with each other and how they want to approach things. Captain America comes from this very military background. Like he's like this rule follower. He's a narc, like you like to say, Duncan. And his approach is very different from Tony, who has a more privileged perspective. He, I mean, yes, obviously Captain America has a privileged perspective as well, but like Tony's is much different. Like he comes from incredible wealth. Like he's a spoiled brat pretty much. And I mean, as much as I love him, like he's bratty at times. And his approach is completely different from Captain's and then Thor's different. Like he comes from, not only is Loki his brother, but he comes from a completely different universe. And to him, things need to be handled in a different way. And then Bruce is just trying to be as like mild-mannered as possible because he's terrified that he could go berserk on the helicarrier at any moment. So just getting to see them bicker back and forth is interesting. And then Fury wanting to do things differently too. It's just, I think it's really interesting to see all the dynamics play out between everyone. And I really enjoyed the moment when Natasha goes up to Loki and we get to see her in action, dude. Like this is what this girl's good at. Like she's a spy, like she's, she's badass. Like she is, she has everyone fooled, like the audience fooled. And next thing you know, she's like, all right, I just got all this information. Like, let's move Loki. What he's the, the trickster god, like he's the god of trickster jokes, something like that. And even he was fooled, you know, if she's that good and like she's that trained to fool him, then she really knows what she's doing. So I think these moments where we really get to see them more as people and like less as superheroes, I think is really good writing in my opinion i enjoyed the interaction between all of them overall i thought it was kind of like a more like sibling fighting dynamic like some of them kind of you could see how some of them could be kind of similar and get along and then some of them just definitely clash which the most clashing was between captain america and tony stark and during that you can kind of see like tony is more of a the ends justify the means in a way so um, basically how he was trying to get more information about what 
Nick Fury and S.H.I.E.L.D. had planned for the Tesseract if they did get it and Captain America is like more like by the book so you can see that kind of clashing and kind of like Captain America doubting himself about trusting S.H.I.E.L.D. about everything which I think like Tony Stark and other people think about situations like a gray area it's not like right or wrong like so I guess it was kind of hard for Captain America to see that and during all these things I did like the banter in between people and it was some good jokes in there as well and the Natasha scene and talking between her and Loki I started to appreciate I appreciated that watching it the first time but I appreciate it even more after watching the Black Widow movie as well because you can see during the conversation how like that alludes to some stuff that happens in Black Widow and kind of like her and Clint's like relationship during Black Widow as well so that made me appreciate that even more and it definitely did like highlight her skill set and how good she is as a spy and able to like um like Mac was saying like trick the the trickster basically so that was definitely cool and I did interpret like them starting to argue and everything I interpret that as like the scepter kind of like basically influencing them in order to start that chaos and stuff so it took a while for me to like understand that but I think that was like Loki's like main plan to be captured in order to like cause all that chaos and everything and basically break up the team because if he's one person he can't beat a whole team so he has to like disassemble them in a way so I did like the alluding of that um during the whole argument with all of them yeah this is the kind of stuff that I like where it's the team and they're all together and they're bullshitting here they're not necessarily fighting but still showing their personalities and i find myself getting a little bit of anxiety when they're fighting with each other because i don't like that although obviously you need the tension of that and you need conflict in the plot to move the story along and get you interested but i'm like come on guys just work together and obviously they get that push later on but it is frustrating to see some of the infighting i do like some of the quips here though i struggle to even call them quips in this movie though because i think this movie is actually pretty funny especially comparatively and i think they land for me at least so a lot of the stuff works obviously the i understood that reference is like a meme at this point so it's not even just from this movie people who haven't even seen this movie know that picture so that one sticks out but i do like that because it's set up earlier on where colson's talking to cap and he says stephen hawking he calls bruce banner like like stephen hawking and he's the guy he's like a really smart guy and then later on they make a wizard of oz reference and he's like okay i got that one which is cool i think that's a good way to work it in and it also like made sense like they turned him into his personal flying monkeys it's like the reference makes sense it's all very organic i like that kind of stuff and it's working for me at least here so i like this whole building the team together and it's not boring or slow for me it's interesting and it's good i guess it's exposition but done in a good way i think so i think it's a good setup for the team and also it's showing the distrust in loki and the distrust in shield at the same time and they're kind of right to do that this is yeah exactly like what you guys are saying with captain america being a narc and my feelings towards that when bruce and tony are discussing it and saying how they don't trust them and tony's like hacking into the system to get all their files and captain america's like well i wonder why they didn't trust you and didn't want you here and i'm like dude like why do you why are you so trusting like why are you like we should just follow orders and i'm like oh my god like no like not not the plan here like anyway he obviously ends up going on a little snoop mission himself and he later on is like the computers are too slow for me and he, he finds out exactly what's going on there which shows that he's listening to what tony and bruce are kind of saying even if he's like no we should listen to the people in charge he's still 
absorbing the other opinion and actually decides to go act on that as well and then finds out for himself that they were actually right which is we get to that obviously but i like all this and again just like the the back and forth between tony and cap i'm like team tony all the way i'm like he's just he's 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 nailing you man he's roasting you up and down like he's just he's got you sorry man but yeah cool part here yeah i love this part i think yeah this movie just is funny like i was keeping a, a track of like all the things that were like making me laugh throughout it and it's like no nah, i mean it's just you know because i have a lot of them like when tony stark comes on he's like that man is playing galaga and <laughs> he thought we would notice <laughs> that was i thought that was hilarious and just seeing the yeah like kind of like i was saying before it makes sense like with the work they've already done that like that these personalities would clash and i like tony stark's lineup to captain america when they're arguing about it and he's like captain he's the spy like that's who nick fury is like of course he would be hiding things from the people that work for him he brings it up in winter soldier i think where he talks about like compartmentalization you know that like no one person can know everything but like he hides things from everyone and it's like cool to see that at play you know that like they think well at least me you know as the audience up to that point i kind of am like not with captain america but i think the same thing about nick fury which is like oh yeah of course why would he have like these you know why would he be doing anything but the right thing but it's like nah he probably is trying to uh he's got a bigger plan at play and i think it's cool how they show loki's plan to like like Jalen was saying like he can't take him on all at once so like i think it's a smart thing that he you know tries to break them up and just play on their like their personality differences for that to happen i didn't like how banner was like he can't control the hulk i thought they kind of like just toss everything from incredible hulk out of the window which i guess they kind of don't by the end of this because you know we it seems like he kind of has it under control but he doesn't i don't know it's weird but i didn't i didn't like that but yeah this this whole part works for me it is exposition i guess you could call it that but it doesn't feel like it it's just well done and i enjoy it so but from this point clint barton who has been zombified i guess is what we're going with by loki uh in the opening scene he leads and like leads his team onto the helicarrier and they try to free loki and carry out loki's plan to unleash the hulk on the team and like the attack throws the team into chaos and there's you know a bunch of action scenes woven together as the team breaks up into like little units to like stop the damage um and in the end thor and the hulk both get thrown from the ship but phil colson is killed by loki who escapes so the team is kind of broken up now after loki's attack but they are since you know lost to come together and work as a team so how'd you guys feel about this portion of the film rip my man agent rip i thought these were good fight scenes um i don't think like my necessarily like my favorite throughout the whole movie or anything like that um but i thought they were good and they're really anxiety inducing because you have all, all these lives at stake and they're fighting on the the helicarrier and you're like oh my god what's gonna happen like the hulk's literally smashing everything up and I was always confused how he was able to do that much damage and nothing happened. Like, I, I just, it just seemed like something was going to go, like he was going to smash into something that just completely destroys the ship. But anyway, that doesn't happen. But I think these were good. Um, you get to see how terrified Natasha is by him. And I think that kind of speaks to how terrifying the Hulk is because, I mean, we, the audience know that Bruce isn't a bad guy and like the Hulk is dangerous, but and I, we're basing this off of the Incredible Hulk, and I know there's an actor change, but he, he is semi-capable of understanding things, you know? And so I guess us watching it, it's like, is, is she really in that much danger? But 
she's truly terrified. And that's, that's saying something for someone who's been through all the crazy stuff that she has in life. But, but I think these were good fight scenes and you get to see Iron Man and Captain America working together to try and fix the engine. And I always like watching them interact because granted, we're going to see like them really go out in civil war, like later on, but they're always neck and neck with each other just because they're so different. And like, I always enjoy them interacting and to see them like actually working together with something. And that scene or that line where Tony's like, he's like giving a bunch of instructions on what to look for. And Captain's like, I don't know what any of this is because he literally has no idea. He's like, uh, it looks like some kind of electricity <laughs> or something like that. And you really get to see like his age. I think, I think that line was really, really funny. But other than that, I think these are some interesting parts of the movie. I really enjoyed them. I don't really have anything bad to say about any of them. They're fun to watch. They're funny. Seeing Thor get stuck in the thing by his brother that was supposed to hold the Hulk and it like smashed all the way to Earth. I think that, that those are really funny. And like, unfortunately, like, like you said, they are all scattered around, but like they make their way back to each other, you know? Um, but yeah, I, I think this is really fun to watch and very entertaining. I liked all the action in these scenes. The chase scene when Natasha was running from the Hulk, that was definitely anxiety inducing. And um, I'm always a fan of a good chase scene anyway. So I thought that was really cool just to see the, especially the size comparison between the two and just how scared she was. That was crazy. And I enjoyed the clash between the Hulk and Thor, just seeing them go head to head, which um, little did we know we would see that often throughout the MCU, just those two like going at it. And also it kind of displayed how much of a, how much of an animal um, the Hulk is and how he doesn't even think that much. Him trying to lift up Mjolnir and just like basically like digging itself into the helicarrier more and more and more, just trying to grab it so he can just chuck it and just not thinking like this not, this isn't working. And I um, did enjoy the fact that Captain America and Tony Stark are starting to see eye to eye somewhat just in order to go ahead and get, you know, get things done, even though they do clash normally when it's a job that they have to get done, they will figure out a way in order to work together and compromise in a way. And the other part was basically Loki tricking Thor. I still don't understand why Thor even, I understand that Loki is his brother, but Thor falls for his tricks every single time, no matter what. And I'm like, come on, like if I grew up with somebody like this that threw tricks at me left and right like that, I wouldn't trust a single thing that they did or said. But yeah, Thor just fell forward and got in the Hulk containment. I guess I'll just call it that, got stuck on that and blasted back to Earth. And yeah, the death of Phil Coulson always makes me sad every time I see see it happen. And um, also his death kind of like sparked, like still my favorite show, Marvel's Agents of Shit. Um, after that that's when that whole franchise started as well um, which is why I'm still a big fan of Coulson in that series um, spoiler alert but yeah so I guess all those scenes together they were just like action-packed and just like just fun to watch in general yeah I like this battle I also appreciate Cap and Iron Man working together it obviously starts immediately after they're all fighting with each other and 
specifically the two of them are going at it in caps like put the suit on put the suit on put the suit on let's see who's bigger like let's let's see who's, who's the bigger man and then they get blown up and they're all on the ground and he looks at me he's like put the suit on he's like yeah, yeah i will it's like all right they're it's go time they're not gonna keep being petty about it even though they were being petty like thor mentioned and he was right about that but then they're obviously having to work together to fix the jet engine and that's cool and i do like as you were saying mac that he doesn't know what's going on and they kind of hammer that home this is his first movie in our time obviously we're very used to him in the mcu being more of a present day presence than the one movie that he did in the past but at this point he's only been shown in the past he hasn't done anything but wake up so far from what we've seen so this is very much his introduction to modern day and he doesn't know what people are talking about he hasn't gotten that list of references from sam yet i think they do a good job of showing his displacement and him learning that and they kind of get some comedy as well as good tension and storytelling out of it i think so not only is it cool to see them working together and the start of the team but it's also cool to see cap learning things about the modern day as well but i like that part of it and then obviously it's a little heartbreaking to have natasha and clint fighting he gets his head fucking slammed into the railing which is obviously what makes him become okay but i was like dude Jalen, you were mentioning how Hawkeye was one of your favorites. You almost got like one movie and a cameo out of him because she, she almost fucked him up right there. But obviously that's what gets him un-mind controlled after she had to run away from the Hulk trying to fuck her up. And then the Hulk and Thor fight each other. And here, yeah, like, dude, when he's got the hammer, dude, I'm telling you, he's 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 got Hulk out match. Although I know Hulk's your guy, CB, so maybe they're they're nerfing him a little bit in the MCU. I don't know. But these portrayals, I do think that Thor is the, the strongest Avenger. But all this, it's you see what's going on like it's the team falling apart not knowing how to work as a team yet it's the egos and they're trying but it all doesn't really work yet and it doesn't help that shield is being shady as well and i like you know colson's sacrifice and then the kind of dismay afterwards and then tony being like no look, fuck shield we're not doing it for shield we're doing it because we gotta like do the right thing here and then we can or maybe it's actually it might be cap says to tony I, I might have that backwards but you guys know what i'm talking about like them being like yeah we still don't trust them really but we're gonna we're gonna do this for the right thing and sam jackson has Nick Fury is right when he's like, oh, they needed a push. That's why he did the lie about Colson having the Captain America cards on him. It works. The first thing Tony says, or one of the first things Tony says in the engagement with Loki once he's got a suit on is, oh, yeah, you, you know, you pissed someone else off. Or I forget exactly what the wording is, but he's like, his name was Phil. And that's cool because... Not only is it like a reference to him calling him agent earlier, which is, is funny. And I know we've referenced that already a couple of times on this podcast, but it's also like showing that whatever Nick Fury was trying to do there was actually working. They all did care about Colson and they all all are more pushed, at least the ones that were on the heli carrier. So I don't know if Hulk and Thor really gave a shit about Colson because they were kind of just they weren't even there for that conversation. So who knows? But it gets the team together and obviously it leads to this great fight at the end. And like I said earlier on in my first comments about this is I love just the bang bang of these two fights. I think it's great. There's very little in between. It's kind of them being like, yeah, we got to do this. It's a little card scene with Nick Fury. That one shot of like Iron Man getting his like, he's like yeah, fixing his armor up a little bit. It's not really any like training or getting ready. You know what I mean? It's very brief and it's pretty much right into the next fight. So I think it's really well done here. And the action is well done too. It got me going for sure. Some of the CGI looks like it's from 2012 for sure. I'll say that, especially in this fight we're about to talk about. But overall, this is the part that I was like, okay, yeah, I didn't remember this heli carrier fight being as sick or this whole portion being as sick. 
and also it leading directly into the parts that I do remember being sick and still being sick to this day. So well done here. Definitely one of my favorites, if not my favorite part of the film would be the helicarrier stuff. Yeah, I'm a big fan of this of this part of it. I think, Jalen, you mentioned earlier where it was like all the action scenes kind of feel like you're getting a peek into each character's like own movie. Like it definitely feels like that. You know what I mean? Like I still I just I know I've said it a few times, but I just like one of the big things that I've all has always impressed me about this movie is like their ability to bring all these characters together on screen super efficiently, like wasting no time and then showing the best of all the characters, like the fight between Thor and the Hulk is one of my favorite favorite parts of the movie. It's, you know, it's sick. And I love that. Like we get to see the two of them go at it. And I like how Phil Coulson's death, you know, RP that man, which, you know, also I get that they needed a push. I wish it hadn't have been him because like, I wish he could have been in more movies. I don't know. Elevation Coulson, but we see how like the different characters handle it differently. You know, like Tony's like, like Captain America is used to this coming from like a military background and Tony's like, nah, fuck that. He died. Like this is some bullshit. You know what I mean? He doesn't know how to handle it because he he's seen like Jensen die, but really no one else close to Tony has really died. And like Phil Coulson dies for this. And and Tony's like, you know, he's outraged at it. And like Captain America's like, no, we need to just move forward. And he's like, bro, we can't just like gloss over this, which makes sense because of who those two characters are. And I like the insight into uh, Natasha and Hawkeye's relationship. Also, when he shoots that arrow into the fucking flash drive, I was like, bro, y'all got to do more work to show me why he can do that. Like as a kid, I didn't care. I was like, because people, it's like kind of a running theme. I feel like people are like, why is Hawk? It's like a bunch of heroes and then Hawkeye. It's like, why is he there? And I'd like never really back that up because I was always like, yeah, he's, you know, he's, he's a fucking archer. He's, he's that guy when it comes to bow and arrow. But like here, I was like, yo, <laughs> that isn't, is crazy that they were just like, yeah, he's going to just do this, you know, turn this man to like a fucking airbender or some shit. Like I thought that was, <laughs> I, I was, I was like, I need to know why he could, you know what I'm saying? Like they didn't show nothing. He just like looks off into the distance. He's like 30,000 feet up and just drops it in a flash drive. I was like, yo, that's crazy. But um, it's cool. It shows why he's like hitting the no look shots in a final fight, I guess, like which they need to do because it looks cool. But I mean, I enjoyed that scene. But like Duncan said, like there's no, you know, there's no real downtime. We go straight to New York. Oh, no, I got to mention that line. When Banner wakes up in the warehouse and he's like, well, son, you got a condition. Yeah, I meant to shout out Harry Dean Stanton. Definitely did not remember that he was in this movie. Big RIP, passed away in 2017. Definitely a legend of cinema, so fucking crazy i was like did absolutely double take i was like did not know that he was in this movie at all but definitely cool rp to him yeah he did a great job does the whole cup of penis i assume so yeah i would assume i was just listening to your mom's house you don't know that that part like tom segura and uh-huh. his wife christina p they were arguing about which which superhero like fucks better <laughs> and then christina was like it's got to be the hulk <laughs> I, I think it's thor i mean he's been around the longest you know well they were debate between the hulk and batman but yeah sure oh okay but yeah from there we go to new york where loki you know is in stark tower and there's a scene between him and tony like duncan mentioned and tony threatens him and uh the portal to the shatari army is opened up and then their army shows up and the avengers assemble and they fight loki's forces and we get the final fight so what'd what'd y'all think of the final fight i freaking love the final fight i thought it was amazing like this is what the mcu is you know we're seeing all these like aliens everywhere and like there's fighting there's people going down there's like civilians running around like this is the epitome of a superhero movie to me and i just think it's great and i love that everyone got their own individual screen time too it wasn't just 
them all fighting together in like one circle or staying together the whole time like they're each able to illustrate why they're there and like why they're part of the Avengers and like what they have brought to the table and I think that's so incredible there are so many funny moments I love the scene where Captain's getting on top of the car and he's giving all these instructions instructions to the NYPD and they're like why should we listen to you and then he just goes pop 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 to some shatari and he just turns around and he's like all right we need men in these buildings like I, I i love that sequence it's so funny but yeah i enjoyed this and again there's nothing that i really have to critique about it it's incredibly fun to watch i think there's some really cool shots in this fight scene i love when they all get together for their team up sequence that we get to see like the poster where they're all like having like the camera circle around them as they're all like landing together getting ready to look at the New York skyline and like look at the Shatari coming at them. I think that's so epic. And I think their their choice and location is really cool too. I like that they had, I don't even know what building is behind them, if it's like an actual building in New York, but I would assume so. Like, I don't know why they would just place like a random building in, but I love that that's like directly behind them. I think that was really cool to look at. And their use of Stark Towers was also really cool to me. Um, I know like there have been like previous scenes where they were like setting up the portal there, but I just wanted to mention that I think they made good use of that, especially since that was part of Tony's opening scene is when he's setting up the power at his tower. So I think that's a good use of location there. And overall, it was it was great to watch. I think the CGI was really good. I have no complaints about that. I do remember that and I, when Jalen and I were watching it, that this is what leads to the villain and the first Spider-Man movie. Um, I had forgotten that until like rewatching it because like they have all this Chitauri technology like left over in New York. And that's what the villain, I'm blanking on his name from Spider-Man, like he steals the tech and that's how he's able to. Vulture. Vulture. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. And yeah, I just remembered that as soon as I was watching, I was like, oh my God. Yeah. Like these big creature things, like that's what is just like floating around in all these random buildings in New York. But yeah, yeah, I, I really enjoyed this this fight sequence. And I think that finishing it up with Tony and him being the one to make the sacrifice, to sacrifice himself to get the nuke out of New York, I think that not only does it like play into the, the end game, but also to Captain America's line previous in the film when he was talking about how you're never going to be the guy to make the sacrifice. Right? I don't know what he said verbatim, but like he actually was like he was the one who's willing to sacrifice his life to, to save everyone else. And I know you're not a big fan of him, Chris, and I, I understand your reasonings, but I think like at the end of the day, like this man does have a big heart, but I just think he prioritizes himself and those that are closest to him more in certain situations. But overall, this was really good. And I enjoyed watching all of them be together. And I also love the team up Duncan. Like it gives me chill sometimes. And I just really enjoyed it. Yeah, the Avengers ate during this scene. This scene was so good. Like the whole fight, everything. Like I just ate it up, like watching it again and again. I had to rewind it and watch it all over again when I did my rewatch the other day. So I definitely enjoyed like all of this all the action, as well as how the Avengers were able to prove the council wrong in a way because they didn't believe in the Avengers initiative.
initiative at all that they could hold off the Chitauri during the Battle of New York. So it was very cool to see them prove them wrong, especially during the um, the scene that Mac was talking about when they all like um, circled, you know, the camera circled around all of them while they're getting ready to like battle and the, Avenger, the Avengers music just start playing. Like that was just chilling to me. It, was, it brought back memories all over again. So I did enjoy that as well as how even like normal people like Hawkeye, Natasha, and somewhat Captain America are able to like battle off these aliens without like all these extra superpowers or armor or technology or anything. So I thought that was very cool to see that. And then cinematics and CGI were pretty good to me as well. And also I did enjoy them letting Hulk finally like Hulk out during this whole fight scene and everything. So it was good to see kind of like somewhat of like old Hulk come out in a way, just like from the Incredible Hulk movie, just like lash out, just going in on all the aliens and everything. And even taking down like the giant, I can't remember if they were like ships or just like giant aliens, but the way that he was able to like stop those and the fight scenes overall were great to me. And also Tony Stark's sacrifice was um, pretty cool as well, which kind of spoiler alert, like alluded to like in-game as well. So I um, like the alluding to that. Yeah, the only bad thing about the final fight is really the 2012 CGI, I would say, like I mentioned earlier, definitely suffers a little bit from that. Like Black Widow on one of the flying Chitauri things is definitely dated. But I like the whole action sequence, honestly. I like getting to see them each do their own individual things, but also working as a team. There's obviously them all in that circle and the camera going around them, the classic shot. And it's everything you want from a team-up team, like we were talking about, especially I've said it for myself, that I'm a sucker for that kind of stuff. So seeing them do it together, and then there's that one shot where it kind of goes between them, and it looks like it's a one take where it moves the camera from person to person, and it follows them through the battle, and it's pretty cool. It's not the most well done, but it, it works for the movie for sure. I think it's good action for what it is, definitely. And I like the puny god thing for sure. I'll mention that. That's fun. I like the interaction that I kind of referenced earlier with Tony and Loki at the beginning of it where he's taunting him into the fight. I don't love the big beam of light into the sky. I'm not the first person to say that, but definitely could have showed it opening the portal in a more interesting way than that. But well done. I mean, we've kind of touched on everything. This is good action, I think. And this is seeing the team up. This is exactly what we want at this stage of the MCU. It's the core team. It's the people we know. They're fighting together. Their characters make sense in what they're doing. They're giving you stuff that makes sense, like I said, with these characters that they've already developed in their solo movies or being in other people's solo movies in the case of Black Widow and Hawkeye. So fun stuff here. I really appreciate the action, like I said, and I like more so the characterization of our core guys through the action because I think it, like I said, speaks to their characters, what they're doing, and it shows their growth throughout this movie and throughout the franchise so far for some of them as well. So well done. And it's nice to see them take down Loki, although obviously we know the destruction that this causes is pretty heavy, as we see in things like Civil War when the death tolls are brought up. And I don't know exactly what the numbers are. I meant to check it out, but there's definitely a high death toll in this New York City battle between Loki and his army and the Avengers. But they saved the day. It's a happy situation and they get some shawarma. So that's cool. 
how about when Hulk beats Loki's ass? That was my favorite part of the movie. Like he just starts slamming, slamming him back and forth, back and forth. And you hear that little, uh, that just cracked me up during the movie. That was probably my, the funniest part of the movie. Yeah, it's crazy. Like all the lines we, we were talking about, like all the scenes we're talking about, like that as being funny. I remember as a kid, like going to go see it in a crowded theater and everybody laughing at those scenes, you know? And like, I don't know, it just really sears it in. I just remember those moments. And when I rewatch it, it hits just as hard. It feels like, cause like the Hulk, you know, throwing them around is a, is a cool, like they subvert you thinking like there's going to be some sort of face off or some shit. And he's just like, nah, fuck you. But yeah, one part about the scene that I like is like how, for how much CGI that they do use in the final fight. It's like they use a bunch of practical effects too, you know, to, to and it's like a good change of pace, which I think kind of gets lost down the line, especially like in movies like Endgame or Infinity War, where it's like all CGI, which is like, it makes sense, you know, where like for the settings that those fights are happening in, it's just like here, especially like for the characters, you know, like Captain America has some like practical effects on the ground. So it kind of like grounds it and provides like a, a good change of pace and keeps it, you know, just pretty realistic. But uh, I definitely get that it's like there's a lot of 2012 CG, like you can tell, you know, looking back. And like you mentioned, Duncan, I love that scene where they go from hero to hero. I thought that was pretty dope. Like you can see every hero's fucking contribution or like the reason that they belong, I guess. And yeah, I think it's it's just well done paying off all the work that they put in to, you know, build up to this moment and not like dancing around. I know that's something we brought up on the pod like before of like movies kind of taking their time to show us what we came for, you know, and they kind of don't do that. And then this is like kind of just going over the top with what we came for. So, I, you know, I'm a big fan. But after this final fight, and I will say for all of Tony, Tony Stark's faults, I think, you know, he shows up when it's time. So him making that doing what he needs to do at the end is, is, is admirable, even though he causes a worse dilemma in Age of Ultron. But we'll get to that when we get to it. <laughs> but he can't win them all. I mean, he could, though, especially if he didn't be the one to, like, start the fight. I mean, everybody makes mistakes. You know, nobody's perfect. Hannah Montana said that best. A suit of armor around the world. Yeah, it's Cap. Somebody need to stop this man. No, yeah. Him uh, carrying the nuke. I, I like that scene. And I, I think it shows because like, yeah, he I mean, at, at his core, he's definitely like, he's definitely a hero. I, I don't think you can argue that. And he he like um, puts everybody else before himself in that moment and kind of just makes the sacrifice play like like Cap was saying he wouldn't. So I, I like that they come full circle on that. But from there, Fury superiors, they demand that he end the battle by nuking Manhattan after it shifts away from the Avengers favor and then Stark, like we've talked about intercepts the missile and he takes it through the portal and it kills all of the Shatari. black widow uses Loki's scepter and she closes the portal and then tony falls back to earth and gets caught by the hulk and then we kind of get the wrap up where thor takes loki and the tesseract back to asgard um and fury tells off the the world security council and he he, he tells them that you know the avengers are here to stay and that he believes in them and then in a mid-credit scene we see the leader of the shatari warning whoever it is that like told loki to do this like warning them about the avengers and then we get that final credit scene like the post credit scene where they're in the shawarma joint eating so how did you guys feel about like i guess the wrap up and then the uh, mid and post credit scenes yeah i thought it was a good wrap up to the film i love that they included the mid credit scene as like a forewarning of what's to come i think that was a really good choice and them just eating after the battle is just funny like it kind of speaks to the fact like yeah they have all these cool powers and stuff but like at the end of the day like they're it's kind of normal like they need fuel 
fuel too. Like they just beat and save the world. And like, they just need some food, man. Like the, I would need some food too. Um, but yeah, I think it was a good wrap up to the movie and it made me excited for what was to come. So I think it, they did a good choice in how they ended it. The end of the movie was pretty good to me. I did enjoy the wrap up for that. It kind of showed that now instead of all of them being so much individuals just put together there, you can kind of use the word team now with them after seeing how they interact and how like they end, especially when they're all like eating together like in the post-credit scene normally um in movies or books or anything people eating together is like communion like camaraderie so it shows them like as a team sharing a relationship together so that kind of hints towards more avenger movies and more team-ups between two plus you know team members or anything like that throughout the mcu so i was very satisfied with the end of the movie and i'm just excited as a whole and i did like how they also did theory talking to the council about the avengers and just seeing the scene of them like disbanding going their separate ways and everything i thought that was a cool way to end the movie overall interesting with him flying off the bomb it's very similar to a movie that would come out a couple of months later the dark knight rises and the ending of that film as well so interesting parallels in the superhero genre at the same time but yeah i like the wrap up here i think it shows the again strides that the team has taken and how they work together now and how they're friends and we'll obviously see them become even closer throughout the series and the franchise and they'll only become closer and actually a family by the end of it but it's a cool wrap up it's definitely a cool shot when loki has them all in front of his face and you're just looking at them squatted up in front of him he's like yeah i think i'll take that drink now and obviously we get to see some of this fight and the ending from different angles later on in endgame which is cool but for this i like it i like the wrap up i like seeing them come to a compromise with fury too and like we said he's like arguing with the leaders and he's like look i didn't make the decision i just didn't argue with the god who did and they're all bitching about like loki not facing trial and this and the other and fury's like don't worry about it i think they got it handled and we're pretty sure that the asgardians can take care of that so that's pretty cool i like the wrap-up i think it's a good ending to the superhero movie all in all i really just think that this movie kind of works on pretty much every front for me and then i like the setup at the end with thanos as well who i had no fucking clue who he was at this point i was not a comic book reader so definitely got the ball rolling to what would end up being the final couple movies in phase three where we culminated all these stories really in endgame and infinity war but definitely setting the seeds now and cool that we'll find out later you know more about thanos's plan and stuff and we're like okay so he was the puppeteer in this movie very cool and we don't really get to see much of him for a while it feels like also they're like really dropping hints early on with thanos which is cool i think so cool wrap up here like the joking around a little bit the shawarma them again that shows the the family starting to grow there i think and obviously the team will only get bigger from here so good wrap up to a good movie that i really enjoyed with the characters that i enjoyed will only grow to care about more as the years go on yeah i like the way they end it i think it's uh tony reacting to the hulk like yelling at him is pretty funny on the second or you know this watch i think you know they just do a good job of making it so that the consequences of this kind of stick you know they've been introduced to each other and now you know we kind of get to like ride off in the, into the sunset i guess for the moment until the rest of the mcu happens but it's 
it's a like if they ended it here i wouldn't have been i wouldn't have been mad like it's a good it's a good way to end what um is happening but we know that they don't like the mid-credit scene kind of like what they've been alluding to this whole time which is that like loki was not like it wasn't his idea and like he there's somebody behind him pushing him to do this i like that they give us a sneak peek of that and kind of continue to work towards what we eventually get in infinity war and in game but yeah the ending definitely works for me i like the foreshadowing also i forgot to mention like there's the only letter on the stark tower by the end of the movie is a i thought that was kind of was a nice little touch by them but yeah i guess that uh concludes our discussion of the avengers and now it's the moment you've all been waiting for it's time for our final thoughts and ratings mac we'll start with you what are your final thoughts and your rating out of 100 for the avengers my final thoughts are that I really like this movie. I, like I said, I forgot how much I enjoyed watching it before I watched it. But yeah, I think it's really fun. There's great character interactions. The writing's really good. The action itself is really good. I really enjoyed the fight sequences. The dynamics between the characters is just incredible to watch. Not only are they showing who they are on an individual level, they're showing what they can bring to the table as a member of the Avengers. And it's just, it's fun to watch. Like you're, you're excited, you're sad, you're happy. And it's just a good movie for me. I enjoy what this movie does. So overall, I'm going to give it 95 Captain America cards out of 100. Stole mine. All right, Jalen, what are your uh, your final thoughts and your rating of the Avengers? Mainly all I really have to say is I love this movie. Like I didn't really have anything bad to say about this movie at all. And the rewatch value is high as well. I could watch this movie again and again, to be honest. Um, I love the team ups and loved how all the characters interact with each other, as well as seeing Shield get a more forefront in the movie. And normally they will work behind the scenes, but you kind of get to see how they operate as well. And also just seeing Loki come back as a stronger threat than he's ever been before, being able to take on a whole team of Avengers. So I did like that. It was kind of like a, a great way to end phase one and also gave us a little taste of what the MCU can do, even in standalone movies. So it doesn't have to be a adventure level threat in order for a movie to be as big as this one. We know that now, but um, back then it was definitely like one of the biggest movies to me and definitely stuck with me throughout that time. And my overall rating for this movie would be 95 S.H.I.E.L.D. agents out of 100. All right, Duncan, what are your final thoughts and your rating out of 100 of the Avengers? Yeah, like I said, it's a good movie to me. It's fun. It's the first team up. It's the kind of stuff I like. It's all the characters in the universe so far that we've seen. So it's as big as they can get at this point. And it's well led up to, like we've mentioned. So because of that, it really works. And we know these characters already. And if you're a comic book fan, you're even more familiar with them. So that works on another level for you. But like I said, I think someone can just jump in at this movie and be like accepting of the fact that this is a world where superheroes exist. And you can understand what's going on just because this is a well done movie in my opinion i think at this point they're not pumping out as many so they're really focused on 
more the quality of each script and less so the continuity of everything. And I think it shows a little bit earlier on when, like I said, they're coming out with one to two movies a year as opposed to three and TV shows in the same year. So all really well done. They're characters I like. And like I said, they're portrayals of those characters that I really like. And I think they're well done in this movie. Like they've been well done in the previous movies. But I think, like I said, even the action kind of shows each character doing not only what their skills are, but things their character would do. And it characterizes them well. And it makes sense, I think. So all really well done. Some of the effects look like they're from the time period, like I said. But we've mentioned it. I think this is really fun and even better on a rewatch because we've grown to love these characters, like I said earlier so with all that being said i am going to give this film 90 genius billionaire playboy philanthropists out of 100 nice we were almost in uh in trouble but my final thoughts are kind of like you guys have said you know i love this movie like very rarely do i won't say rarely but like you kind of come to expect disappointment when there's like expectations as high as you know i feel like there the expectations were for this movie and they just like did not disappoint you know and i think exceeded a lot of them in a lot of aspects the story is good the humor is great the action is great i would have to work pretty hard to like find you know weak points in this movie for me and i like how even though it's a team up which i enjoy it still feels like every character gets like has a reason to be there and they get their due you know on screen and i think they just do a great job of weaving them all together together in a in a way that makes sense and like it's just like people say fan service like it's a bad thing like you've mentioned on a previous episode duncan but like i love you know when if you're a fan you want to be serviced and like that's what they do i feel like in this movie they just show you why you're there so my final rating is going to be 95 rounds of galica out of 100 what is up everybody it is gardner your co-host with duncan for gdt's thursday and friday episodes happy to make a little uh in credits cameo appearance here on the marvel podcasting universe to talk about the avengers bummed i couldn't join the crew on this one but happy to be on the episode I truly don't know if I've watched The Avengers since it first came out back in 2012. So watching this again was was a lot of fun and also just a big dose of nostalgia. I'm not huge on the Marvel movies. I like them, but I don't find myself re-watching them very often. I tend to find that for a lot of the movies, I don't get much out of a rewatch, with some notable exceptions. And I had kind of thought that this was going to be the same story since I hadn't seen it in so long. I remember it being a really great spectacle in the theater, but I wasn't sure how that would hold up at home just on a on a TV. Turns out watching this on a big TV with, I don't know if it's IMAX enhanced or not, or if it's just it always had that bigger aspect ratio, but it really was still pretty spectacular. I think it delivered on that front. Yeah, there are some aspects of the special effects and green screen that look a little dated. They would definitely look better now. Some of the transformations with Loki's armor and stuff like that. You know, you can just you can just spot the CGI. However, I think that this movie was really strong and it definitely deserved all the hype that it got back in the day. Maybe not all of it, but it it was an achievement. I just remember freaking out that we were getting to see all these characters together on screen. I wasn't sure it could ever get any crazier than that. And of course, little did I know what we were in for over the next 10 years of the MCU. But I think it really delivers on that front. And I like that it starts relatively small. Yeah, there's a big scale to this movie, but 
in comparison to what happens in the later Avengers films as the MCU goes on, just a battle in New York against one single villain who's the brother of Thor, you know, in Loki. Also, we're not overloaded with characters. We have just a few main heroes, and then that's that. I think really does this film a service. It, it makes it feel uh, a little more grounded. The stakes are high, you know, but it's not, it's not universe ending. It's earth ending. We'll, we'll get to the universe stuff later. And I just think it really works for these characters all coming together for the first time and being able to focus more on how they come together as a team. Where is friction and how does that friction get resolved? Obviously, Robert Downey Jr. and Chris Evans and Chris Hemsworth really kind of steal the show uh, in this one, having already had their own movies and then and then Mark Ruffalo being a recast. He still really does get to shine. I would say that's one of the low points, though, is kind of the exploration of Bruce Banner. And also, I just think the way Black Widow was handled in this movie definitely kind of like showcases. I still think Scarlett Johansson does a great job, and I think she has a strong start as a character here in this one, but I think it also kind of showcases some of Joss Whedon's uh, cornier tendencies. But that's me really like looking for low points. I was really, really surprised by how much I enjoyed this on the rewatch. I thought it was going to roll my eyes and it was going to be too cheesy. There's a couple moments where you can tell they're going for the laugh and it doesn't really play at home like it would in a crowded theater. But not nearly as bad as, like, say, watching Spider-Man No Way Home at home with these long, awkward pauses and stuff like that. So I think overall it, it, it held up pretty well. It's a fun superhero action flick with tight story, great chemistry among all the cast, and overall holds up pretty well. And I, and I haven't listened to the MPU episode, so apologies if I repeat any units because I'm recording this before the episode's been released, so I haven't heard it yet. So I'm going to give it 87 cellists out of 100. And that concludes our show for this week. So thank you to our listeners for making it this far. Thank you to our returning listeners, as well as to our new listeners. We hope you enjoyed it, and we'll stick around. Remember, we have four episodes a week, releasing on Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday. Our next episode releases on Thursday. Stay tuned for all of our future episodes and check out our back catalog of episodes as well. Remember, you can find us anywhere you listen to podcasts by searching the letters G D T. We're available on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, and pretty much any one of the free platforms as well. Be sure to subscribe to us and also leave a five-star review if you can. You can keep track of all of our episodes there, and you can also check us out on our social media platforms to stay up to date. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Good Day to Pod and on Facebook at GDT Podcast. That's all for this week. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you next week. See y'all later. Thanks for listening. Thank you guys for listening. I'll talk to you again 